Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today. Yeah. Dan. Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like we've been talking a lot about the Mormon church lately, but there is something happening and that we have to just keep addressing yeah. this. There, there, there seems to be something simmering that's about to start boiling amongst the ranks of your, your average Mormon. They're, yeah. They're, they're starting to protest some of the positions that the church is taking. I feel like Mormonism, and maybe this is part of the reason why you and I like do Mormonism so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like it and it's weird and whatever, but it's also kind of the canary in the religious coal mine a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Like, it's very, very prone to what's happening in the world. Yeah. What's ha- it hits it. Yeah. So I feel like uh, as goes Mormonism, so goes the world. <laughs> well, that that might be a little bit of overreach. Maybe. Um, maybe. But we'll let you guys decide for yourself. You're saying it's a bellwether later in the show. Uh, uh, religion. Yeah. It's uh I don't know. They seem to also be behind the times a lot. Well, yeah. Maybe I- that's why. I mean, religion is inherently behind, behind the, times. the times. That's true, but that's just um, how that works. Yeah, no. Um, the, sort of the continuing saga of some of these issues in the Mormon Church. Then, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, and so you'll want to stick around for that. Folks is getting uppity. Uh, indeed, they getting yeah. straight bold, Up, uppity, bold. Yeah, in their stance on some, yeah. some of these issues. Uh, and obviously, we did talk about Sam Young that last week. We'll address a little bit more of that but not really focused entirely just on him so. no all right well dan yeah there was an incident this last uh last week i guess hmm. um something got onto belgian television uh-oh and uh, that that uh at least one minister in the government uh is uh is says this is completely inappropriate. He's raising hell about. Yeah, he's he's upset. Um, they like a lot of uh, countries in, the, in in this world uh, have uh, national television. They sure. Have, okay. A, a TV station or a few TV stations that um, that are, are run, owned and operated by a government entity. Right. Sure. Um, and they also on one of these channels have a program that is uh not that uncommon uh it's a uh th- this article it's a british uh article it was from oh, i can't remember where um but it, songs of praise is what uh, they're comparing it to okay maybe similar to music and the spoken word that the mormons put out oh sure you know these these programs that are they're very religious jesus a lot of music um and uh, anyway, they have a, a program like that. Sure. And a Catholic lay uh, reader uh, gone onto the program and shared a little Bible verse that calls for women to be submissive to their husbands. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Ephesians five twenty two through thirty three is what he all read. Yeah. Um, and just a little snippet. So you can kind of get a sense of it. Um, women, be submissive to your husband as the husband to the Lord. For the man is the head of the woman, 
as Christ is the head of the church. He gave his life to save her. In this way, the woman must submit her husband to her husband to everything as submit to her, her husband to everything as the church is submissive to Christ. Um, well, Sven Gatz, uh, he's the minister for media in Flanders. Mm. Uh, that's the Dutch speaking region. Sure. Oh, um, Flanders. <laughs> nice. Uh, he called for a ban um, on all religious services uh, from being shown on public broadcasters. The name of the station is VRT. Um, Which is he says, French for green, he, he, I think. Ver. Ver. Um, ver. <laughs> he says, he tweeted a, a response to this. He says, no outdated woman unfriendly statements, please. What if, for example, an imam would have said this? That's a great fucking point. It's a great point. The guy, Just, the guy is like spot on with this. Absolutely. I was, I was fully expecting him to say something horrible, and then you threw me the curveball <laughs> of him being the right one. Uh, let's see. I love it. He said, of course, I'm not behind these kinds of statements. The fact that they come from an old book is not an argument for letting them go <laughs> out to our people. This is, this is not of this time. And that, and that it is broadcast on the VRT for the whole of Flanders is already completely crazy. Wow. Uh, apparently, he's, he's already called for an abolition of this kind of programming. Okay. Uh, last year. We have an atheist uh, on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but apparently, yeah. So he's already spoken out um, in the past. He's using this as another example of, no, this is nuts. Why is our government paying for this? We should not be in the business of promoting religious speech. Yeah. But then when it is out of line with our collective values, then it it, it just further highlights that point. I want to know what the flowchart looks like. Here's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. I want to know in the in the sort of Christian thing, if you're one of the Christians who takes that verse literally, does that mean does a Christian woman have to be subject to a non-Christian man? Like, am I still above oh. her in the in the hierarchy? Or am I, like, somehow demoted because I'm not Christian? Nah, just, it just talks about husbands and wives. Oh, it's just husbands and wives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, you know, like, Dan, like, if you wanted to, like, get your marriage back right. I just assert my authority. You need to assert your authority over, yes. <laughs> over Andrea. Submit to me, woman. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. Which just seems I'm, like... I apologize. I did was, not mean to say that. It's very out of character. Yeah, I would never... I would, that's... <laughs> it's a bad characterization of your guys' relationship. But... <laughs> um, but I... But... But nonetheless, not our, not maybe our future relationship. Maybe you should think about because it, Because I'm going to lay down the law. Because it's what the Bible says. The Bible says so. <laughs> For the Bible tells me so. So, yeah. Um, you know... Good Lord. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's well, you know, hey, at least there's somebody who's thinking somewhat clearly about things in right. somebody's government, not well, in ours. What we sh what the, the discussion that we could be having in this country, since uh, the airwaves by law belong to the people, mm. we could be having a similar discussion. Oh, you didn't <laughs> not with this current government. We could not No, I know. 
but by law, technically, yeah, right, yeah, the, the, those airwaves are ours now. Then there's also the licensing out of certain parts of the spectrum and all that. And, and, and I don't, I don't know how all this legal stuff works. But let's get this Christian programming off of our airwaves, right? people. Oh my God! No, I 100% <laughs> support Christians to be able to broadcast whatever they want to. You know, right. if they've got the access or whatever. Anyway, they have the means, but not on national media. Oh my God! Can you imagine if the U.S. had national media right now? <laughs> I mean, Trump just called... First of all, it would be uh, The Apprentice 24-7. 24-7. There would you be know. an Apprentice channel. Yeah. White and, House Apprentice. Right. You know, you're fired. You're fired. And then, uh, but also there would, like, Trump literally just tweeted something about M- about NBC and was talking, and, and in his tweet mentioned revoking their license. Yeah. I mean, there is. There, he doesn't ever do anything about it. Right. But come on, if he actually had any influence over an actual TV station, right. Can you imagine what that would look like? I mean, it might be a little bit of a mischaracterization of like how public broadcasting works in other countries because there are oh, there well, are obviously usually yeah. pretty good firewalls built yeah, up. Yeah. Depending on the country, you know. But he'd be working to dismantle those firewalls. <laughs> The moment he stepped into office. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to take us, uh, speaking of uh, Donald Trump and the separation of church and state, or lack thereof, Mm. in this country. Yeah. Um, Americans United for Separation of Church and State is an organization here in the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, Obviously, a church-state watchdog group, and they have decided to... uh, they, they've written a letter to the uh, U.S., I guess to the White House attorneys, basically claiming that the president's evangelical advisory board that meets with him all the time and that he's mm-hmm. constantly pandering to and whatever, mm-hmm. that they basically constitute uh, a, gr- a group that basically an advisory group, um, which is then subject to a law um, in these United States, which oh. is, which basically makes it um, illegal to have n- untransparent uh, meetings with advisory groups like this. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Very interesting. President Trump has been kowtowing and fucking just licking the boots of right. people like, you know, uh, Young Falwell, right, and uh, and and uh, um, what's the other guy? Uh, Franklin Graham. Oh, gross! Um, and those kinds of guys. He, I mean, they kind of he rightly sees them as having delivered a whole bunch of his voters to him, of course. And so, of course, he is. But uh, the president of the uh, Amer- of Americans United, one Rachel Laser, um, said, "Quote." The President Trump has granted leaders of a narrow segment of one religion unprecedented influence on policy decisions that affect all of us. Americans have a right to know that and to have gov- a government that works for everyone, not just for some. Yeah. So uh, the, nice. the law in question is from the 70s, and I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's called the federal... What is it called? Anyway, uh, it... It's a law that that has has been in place for a while now, and these guys are trying to make sure that um, now this technically this group is not official. 
Mm. And that makes it uh, a little bit wobbly as to whether or not it actually falls under the jurisdiction of this law <laughs> because it's not an official, like, like influence group. Right. But they clearly have a metric fuck ton of in- influence. Right. But if it so, walks like a duck and quacks like right. a duck. Yeah. They, so they don't call it a faith council, which would be, which would be what, what would make it official. Okay. Um, but they do call it a but but they meet with the president regularly and he's not meeting with any other religious groups. He's meeting with evangelical Christians. He's not even meeting with his own purported like what what is he supposed Presbyterian to? or something, yeah. right? Yeah. He's not meeting with them. Huh. He's not meeting with Jews for sure. He's not meeting with, you know, the Muslims for sure. Definitely not meeting with atheists. Right. He but he's regularly hosting these twit balls. Well yeah, he's Cyrus. Is that who he is? What's oh. the anyway. I don't know. Uh the Americans United has also sent um Freedom of Information Act requests to ten federal agencies seeking information and we'll see what comes of that. I don't think anything's gonna come from any of this, but it's an interesting point. It's a valid point to say Hey, guess what? You're hearing one group of people and one group of people only. Yeah. And it's a small sliver. It's not even all of Christianity. Right. And you're not listening to anybody else. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. It's good. Clever. So there good you stuff. go. All right, Dan. Yeah. Uh, did I did not hear about this. Uh, apparently, um, just over a week ago, or about a week ago, a uh, two American tourists uh, were stabbed um, in uh, at, in Amsterdam's Central Station. Oh God! Um, they were stabbed by a man who's been identified by Dutch media by the name of uh, Jawed S. He's a 19-year-old Afghan. Okay. With residency in Germany. He okay. traveled to Amsterdam to carry out an attack. Oh. Um, because uh, of what he feels are insults to God, the Quran, and uh, the prophet Muhammad. Um, yeah, the Netherlands like to poke that bear. Well, especially uh, Gert Wind- Wilders. Yeah. Wilders, probably. Um, he, you've heard the name before, Gert, Gert, maybe, Builders. Sure. Let's just it's say Dutch. Yes. There's no way of knowing. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's, uh, he's one of those sort of far right politicians mm. in, uh, the Netherlands who's been in the system for a long time. Sure. Right. Like he, this is not some, you know, newcomer type thing. Upstart. He, yeah. No, he's, he's very, um, established. Sure. He has been uh, running something of a campaign, I guess you could say, against Islam. Uh, he was planning on holding a competition last week um, featuring cartoons depicting the Prophet Muhammad. Oh, Jesus. And uh, Grow up. And so there's some question as to like whether or not this kid traveled to Amsterdam to wreak a little bit of havoc in response to this competition. Well, the competition sure. got canceled, and, but he didn't cancel his terrorism. Uh, well, you know, fair enough. Fair, <laughs> fair play to him. Yeah. The two Americans, um, 
both 38 year old men are still being treated in in, uh, hospital. Um, The stabber was shot and wounded by police and he is being treated while in custody. You know, here's the thing. And uh, if you're going to do a terrorism, at least target it. Yeah, no kidding. What do fucking what do two American tourists have to do with anything? Because it's because actually, Dan, though, I will say terrorism is probably best when it's fairly random. Yes, but but because like at least get yourself some Dutch folk. I'm just saying no, because now Americans are going, well, should I really go to Amsterdam? Oh, okay. Yeah, I heard the tourism. Right. Like okay. he, probably, he didn't he wasn't thinking on those terms. The randomness is what's important. Right. Right. Is that you, it doesn't matter if it's tourists. It doesn't matter if it's a mom and her kid. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. As long as it's not an imam and his kid. Yeah. Although that's, that's, that's that's real random. That's super random. (laughs) Take that (laughs) imam. Um, But no, uh, let's see. Gert Vinders, Vilders, um, I looked him up. I feel like that's like seven different ways you've said his name. Gert Wilders. Okay, good. Uh, the first detail that comes up on him is that he's six foot four. Oh well, or six foot five. Those uh, those Scandinavians, the, the Dutch are so tall. It's crazy. Do not, does the Netherlands count as Scandinavia? I don't believe. I so. don't think so. Though. No, I don't think it. Um. Anyway, um, he was there. Something here that I. Yeah, he's anyway. He's just on the far right, and uh, you know, <sighs> I mean, this couldn't have worked certain, out better for him. Yeah, in in terms of in terms of like confirming his narrative and make it, and like just believe like cementing everything that he every hateful thing he believes about Islam. Yeah. No, this true. couldn't have worked better for him. Yeah, of course he wanted this to happen. It's why he wanted to do the cartoon thing. He wants. He do, he is baiting them. He's baiting them absolutely. And then they go after it. And then when you know, and some probably wiser heads in the Islamic community are like, "Let's chill this out. Let's just let him look like the asshole that he is, and then we'll look like." And then when one, they go low, we go high. Right, right. In Arabic, of course. And then this one kid is just so mad. Yeah. Stabby, stabby, stabby. Yeah happens it's a tale as old as time <laughs> i'm gonna move on yes, um please. i am going to talk about uh so we reported on this uh, a while ago in texas some cheerleaders got in trouble for bringing out big banners you know how they they lead the football team out with oh, big yeah. banners that they break they through. Run through it and every now and then some cheerleader's new and doesn't realize that she can't stand in front of that banner or she's going to get trampled. Anyway, oh, yeah, yeah. I've okay. seen some video that it's horrifying. Oh boy. But no, they would they would come out with these banners that had Bible verses written on them. Oh boy. So of course, uh in this case, the school district sort of wanting to get ahead of the issue uh-huh. was like, "No, no, 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 no. We don't do Bible verses." Oh. Well, these ladies sued the uh, the cheerleaders sued How to be they? able to put Bible verses because they thought that it was their own personal speech. Um, the the argument, of course, that is the correct argument that the uh, school district made is that while you're wearing our uniform 
and you're on our you're on the field uh-huh. that is controlled by the state and you're right. you're basically uh, you're basically a representative of your school the school is a representative of the state therefore you can't promote religion in that capacity this fair is, enough this is not your speech this is school speech yeah and that's different right well they sued and because texas oh. they they won what uh, they, what? Yeah, yeah, they won their case and, and won the right to do it. Oh, God. But then there's been this whole back and forth, this whole thing, because then the school district was like, uh, we have to appeal this because we don't know what does it mean? Are we liable to lawsuit right. if someone sues and, and you know, and their lawsuit is claimed or, right. you know, their lawsuit is, is affirmed? Right. They could, the, the, the district could be liable for that. Right. So they were seeking more clarification, just making, trying to make sure that they weren't on the hook when this shit happened. Right. Well, it's gone back and forth all through the different things. And now the state Supreme Court of Texas has declined to, to take the case. So as it stands, the, uh, the appeals court has, now, has ruled that these cheerleaders have the right to have a Bible verse on their on their banners. What? Now that is problematic because yeah, guess what? The, that that pits the state court rulings against innumerable federal court rulings. Yeah, which means that now they are wide open for a lawsuit in federal court on church state separation grounds. Holy crap. It's a big mess, but right now the Christians are pissing themselves with glee. Oh yeah, uh, because they've it was a huge win for them. They yeah. think, and it probably is. Here's the other thing: we know that they've been on a like an insane course to try and stack the federal courts with unqualified <sighs> but wildly conservative Christian judges. Yeah. So who knows? It could be every bit as big a win as they think it is. Because if it does go to a federal court, if they're in Texas, likely they're going to get some sympathetic judge who uh, who wants them to be able to do this. So, Oh, we will see. We will see. Good Lord. There's bad news in the world, people. Can't they just let it alone? Well, I mean, hello, all you need is one good... You, I mean, I think Satanic Temple has to get some people onto some cheerleading squads. <laughs> I mean, that's there's your answer right there. Yeah. Second Satan shows up on one of those banners, everybody's going to be like, change the change the rules. Don't allow them. Uh, I hate the whole enterprise. Uh, it's so football pathetic. and cheerleaders. Yeah. And all this energy, time, money spent in the school systems to support this crap. Yeah. Well, it's just so dumb. Well, and why do our schools care? Yeah. People care. People care. It, it's so, it's so doesn't belong in the schools. I just want to know what the hell a cheerleader is. I've never understood it. I don't know what you're doing. I you're, know what they're doing. It's like a little, the, 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 not quite dance. I, I don't, I don't need anyone to tell me who to cheer for. I know exactly who to cheer for. I know, like, I don't get it. You know, I, like a little showmanship, Dan. 
a little just, razzle dazzle, <laughs> little uh, just put, put put do its own show then. Put that, <laughs> make that a show. I'll just, I'd probably go to that before I'd go to a football game. But like you know, I just don't get it. I've All never right. understood. It gives the girls something to do. The boys are out there playing a sport. They're up there looking pretty. That's the whole, oh god. That's what it's all about, right? Is it? Guys are out doing. Girls are looking pretty. You just made it sound worse than I have even thought of it. So, <laughs> but that's go. why they like it. Yeah. Good God. It, uh, anyway, um, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, there's another uh, country in this world that is about to join the l- growing and getting longer every day list of countries that uh, recognizes. Uh, same-sex marriage. Oh. Uh, and it might be coming from an unexpected place. Huh. Uh, apparently, Cuba oh. is in the process of rewriting their constitution. Okay. Uh, this is in the wake of uh, the, uh, I guess it was the death of Raul Castro, wasn't it? Raul died? Well, he's no longer president, so maybe he stepped down. Maybe I'm not paying attention to Cuba very much. <laughs> I don't know anything about anyway, Cuba. After, after Fidel was gone, it was yeah. just like, I don't know what's going on. His daughter, Mariela Castro, okay. has spearheaded this uh, effort to change the constitution, to adopt a new one. They're having a huge, uh, they're going through this huge process. Um, there are 8.5, 8.5 million residents who are all over the age of 16 who are been invited to participate in the process, mm-hmm. as well as 1.4 Cubans living abroad, who have been, uh, who are all going to be able to take part in the discussions being held at universities and workplaces, which will continue to November 15. Huh. Now, this isn't uh, happening without some opposition. Of course, no. yeah. Uh, at least this uh, whole the whole same sex marriage thing. No. Um, they traditionally are not overly fond of the gays. <laughs> right. Um, however, and, and you're absolutely correct about that. And, uh, the, however, the, uh, the, the, the Catholic, a Catholic bishop, archbishop has uh, stepped forward in opposition. Santiago de Cuba, archbishop Dionisio Garcia, has called on Cubans not to, quote, ignore what nature has given us Oh, for fear of regret- regrettable consequences. Right. What nature has given us, uh, a.k.a. gay folk? Because, uh, I know, they didn't just appear out of... <laughs> uh, the Episcopal Conference called on Cubans to look for, quote, other legal ways to protect homosexual unions. I always love that as like an argument. This is where it, they always run when they know it's like a losing thing. Well, we'll what about something you know separate but not equal? Right, exactly. We'll, we'll give you a reservation uh, of your own where you can go and live <laughs> and have your own sovereign rules. <laughs> anyway, Garcia said that these ideas are alien to Cuban culture and stem from the cultural imperialism of powerful countries that use the effect of globalization to create a uniform culture that accepts and adopts its criteria while qualifying those of others, uh, essentially just being uh, ideological colonialism imposed by rich countries. And yeah. then I looked, I looked up 
the list of countries. They're trying to take away our bigotry. Right. Because they're rich. Because they're rich. Meh. Uh, here, in alphabetical order, is a list of countries that currently recognizes same-sex marriage. Argentina. Uh-huh. Australia. Uh-huh. Belgium. Brazil. Canada. Colombia. Denmark. Finland. France. Germany. Iceland. Ireland. Luxembourg. Malta. Mexico. The Netherlands. New Zealand. Uh, Norway. Portugal. South Africa. Spain. Sweden. The United Kingdom. The United States. Uh, and Uruguay. So it's not like it's oh. just all the all wealthy that cultural G- colonialism G7 from countries. Uruguay, right? Um, if you actually look at it more on a map type thing, uh, it really starts to. It's this is just Western values now. Those damn. This is where the West has been moving. It's those damn Brazilians um, and their cultural colonialism yeah that they send out to everywhere spreading through north and south america and western europe and yeah okay there's a couple other spots like you know new zealand and south africa but they're part of more the sort of the the european thing or whatever yeah anglo tradition or whatever you You know it's call it i i get i we joke but i mean it could be just as it could be easy to make the case that like Uruguay and Brazil and some of these other countries are also victims, fellow victims of the colonialization. Yeah, except for the fact that these, in most places in the world, you know, the United States, it's actually, you know, um, it's by Supreme Court decision, mm-hmm. right? A lot of these places, it actually came up through legislative action. Right. Right. It, it was actually the truly the will of the people. Yeah, if you want to um, talk about colonial... Uh, uh, cultural colonialism it's not that it's fucking our tv got out yeah american well, yeah, american is. tv got to some of them and they were like well friends is funny i don't know what your problem is <laughs> good ideas spread not friends right? friends friends still had by today's standards friends has a lot of homophobia in it strangely. probably yeah but no good ideas spread yeah right and bad ideas spread too but like um but progress marches forward sure but what's interesting is when you do look on it, look at these countries on a map, and you go, "Wow, like um, uh, Asia is completely off the right." The the I mean, just nothing. No, right? yeah, nobody. Africa, Asia, and obviously the Middle East. Um, and it's it's just like wow. There's still obviously a lot of work to do. Yeah, and also. You know, I mean, because Taiwan apparently is about to legalize gay marriage. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, but then you're like, whoa, that just highlights how the pr- progress really has not been made in Asia. Yeah. On on this particular issue. I mean, parts of Asia, it makes sense. Like you look at Indonesia or whatever. And if they're if they're heavily. Sure. You know, Islamic or whatever, that that makes sense. But other parts of Asia are so like Japan. Why not Japan? What What are you waiting on? South Korea? Yeah. Well, just, I mean, how's it not happened? Yeah. In some ways. I mean, I don't know a lot about Japanese or South Korean culture, but it yeah, just I, seems like they're so they're so modern. They're so... Yeah. They, hip, and they're not... It's not like... I mean, it's not like Japan has some, you know, Christianity bearing down on it, being like, ah, no, you can't they have their it. tradition and their... It's tradition. You know. And it doesn't really make much difference. All right. I'm going to take us finally to... Uh, you know, there was a there was there were a couple of big uh, funerals over the last week. 
Oh, yeah. There were. But the important like one. epic funerals. Epic funerals. Yeah. Major, major funerals. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about the important one, Aretha Franklin. Uh, because <laughs> there's a lot that went down. Culturally very important. There was a lot that went down uh-huh. at Aretha's funeral. Yeah. Well, there yeah. Was, yeah. There was the guy, there was, there was the preacher groping Ariana Grande. Yeah. And also making a lovely little racist joke. Which really, truly, like, shocking. Yeah. What, what I loved is that when, like, because people at work were like, you haven't seen this video? And I'm like, no. And they, so they pull it up and show it to me. But it's all un- under the guise of the grope. Yeah. Right? And then he says this awful thing about her name. And I'm like, how did you not tell me that it was also wildly racist? Yeah. Yeah. It's fun in all the ways. <laughs> it's It's got a little something for everybody. That was just a nice little... That was a little morsel for you. Just, oh, there you go. <laughs> a little amuse-bouche. <laughs> um, but that's not who we're, what we're going to talk about today. Today we're going to talk about uh, the eulogist. Oh. The eulogizer. He oh. who was called forth... To uh to do the eulogy, uh, one Reverend Jasper Williams Jr., mm. who pissed everybody off. Really? Oh, oh my God! The entire Franklin family was livid, and like literally got one of their representatives, one of them uh, representing the family, uh, came had to come out and say, "This is not okay." We are not okay with this. That was a Vaughn Franklin, a nephew to Aretha, mm. who said he spoke for 50 minutes. 50 minutes. First of all, don't speak for This is just a blanket statement for everyone, and I think it's safe in all cases. Don't speak for 50 minutes at a funeral. Just don't do it. You're probably not, Never not, do that. Yeah, no, not a good idea. That is too long. Uh, he spoke for 50 minutes, and at no time did he properly eulogize her. Oh, Instead, boy. he spent the time talking about his soapbox issues. Oh, god damn it! Uh, which were that pisses me off. Oh my god! But it's so common. Oh, this yeah. is this is why you can't have a pastor or a preacher do your funeral. No, because those fuckers will just hijack the whole thing. They got their own agenda for whatever they want to be doing. Yeah, it happened to a friend of ours recently. I, you know, a dear friend of ours passed away tragically uh-huh. and, and uh, I wasn't a, we weren't Andrea and I weren't able to go we were out of town so we weren't able to go to the funeral right but uh, our other friend went to the funeral and was traumatized oh god by how this preacher handled the fucking like literally trauma about how he handled the funeral it's so stupid yeah this guy apparently at Aretha's thing got up and started and pissed every you know, you know you've done something wrong when you inspire Stevie Wonder to clap back at you during the funeral. This guy apparently said that black lives don't matter until black-on-black violence is solved. This is a black preacher saying this. And he repeated the, the this notion that black lives don't matter. And Stevie Wonder at one point had to yell, black lives matter. Holy like, back at him. shit. Yeah. That's some crazy shit right there. What? He then said... What? He then went on to talk about how there are not fathers in the home no more and said that a black woman cannot raise a black boy to be a man at the funeral of a woman 
who raised by herself four black boys. <laughs> Who I assume turned out to be uh, men. Who one who grew would into one men. would presume at least a percentage of them became men at some point in the process. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I know, I know. I uh, I attended a, a funeral of a friend's brother uh, who uh, had died out on his uh, Mormon mission. Mm. And when that when when a Mormon missionary dies, you get one of the big guys to show up from downtown. Yeah, and it was this is this is a while. This was in the nineties mm-hmm. uh, before Thomas S. Monson was obviously president of the church, but that's who showed up. Okay, and he had not a word to say about this young man. No, he didn't know. That it guy. was all story. It was Thomas S. Monson speaking. So of course it was all stories about Thomas S. Monson, <laughs> and. Uh, and it was it was disgusting, and it was one of those things that, like, you know, my I was no longer a faithful, believing member of the church, and didn't mm-hmm. really believe in God at the moment. But that was one of the confirming moments for me. Yeah, of like, no, this is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. And for for a a major figure, major celebrity like Aretha Franklin, for somebody to have the gall to get up there and not actually eulogize her. Yeah. When it would have been so easy. Yeah, ever to give a beautiful eulogy and people would have would have praised him for his beautiful eulogy. Absolutely. He his congregation would have quadrupled in size or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This is I mean this is on TV. This is his fucking moment. Yeah. And he just well, but he saw it as his moment to... Ne- he needed to speak truth. He needed... He needed... He, what, what he had to say was more important to than this... To get this country right. ...than this woman who had, you know, given us her music. Yeah. He needed to get this country right. So, yeah, Holy he... Uh, fuck. Well, he, he, he also said something else in there, right, that was really offensive. Uh, um, those are the big ones that, oh, I, wow. that I was reading about. Um, he, for his own part... Uh, he said he re- respects the family's opinion. He says, I understand it. I regret it, but I'm sorry that they feel that way. He did not, however, uh, apologize. <laughs> Great. He gave one of those. Well done. I'm sorry that you're sad. Yeah. About this. But I had to speak my truth. My truth. My truth. Speak your truth. Minister. Oh, oh he, yeah. He also, that, I, I found the thing he said. He also said, he basically... When he was talking about you can't raise that that a home without a father is is no good, he called it abortion after birth. <laughs> oh God! That one comes in waves. Yeah, actually. that one that, that one hits you. That one hits you first, <laughs> and then it and then you it. then you think about it and it hits you. Wow! Yeah, it really hits you again. Yeah. So a kid Woo. with a kid with just a mom might as well be a dead fetus. <laughs> You're a dead child. We might as well just throw you away in the old biohazard bin. You are done. <laughs> this guy's a peach. This guy's a oh, he's a cutie. Isn't he just cute? But that's not the groper. Was that the groper? No, different guy. Different wow. guy. That church is just there's a lot of yeah. Boy. Those are some good people running that church. Yeah. Yep, yep. So there you go. That's uh that, that's 
That's that. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, folks, if you uh, if you like every anything or any or everything that you've heard today, uh, you can help support the show uh, if yeah. you want to. You can go to thankgodimatheist.com and find the Patreon link and click on that. Yeah. And thus become a uh, a, a supporter of the show. And we sure if, would appreciate it. We really would. If you want to write into us, please do so. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is four two four six 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 eight four four two. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click that like button. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we'll let you in. Yep. Hey, Dan. Yes? Uh, you got a paper in your I hand. I have a piece of paper. It's a screenshot uh, from a uh, from one of our local TV stations. They were reporting on uh, the church's response, the LDS church's response to... I believe you mean the Church of Jesus the Christ Ch- of Latter-day The first Saints. time I've mentioned it, you are correct. The Church <laughs> of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, henceforth will be referred to as the Restored... Church of Jesus Christ, <laughs> or just the church, or the just only the church. church in existence. Right. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, all right. The LDS Church uh, has been experiencing a little uh, a little phenomenon that I find fascinating. Hmm. Uh, there have been a number of videos posted online recently of people getting up. Uh, during what is called fast and testimony meeting. Uh, that's the first Sunday of every month. Instead of having uh, talks during the, the, the main services. Right. The main Sunday services. Instead of boring us to tears with official <laughs> talks from just members of our ward getting right. up and talking to us. Now. Members of our ward get up and talk to us. At random. About, whoever wants to. Right. Whoever feels the spirit. It's open mic night. Yeah. And it's, liter- it's literally an open mic. It's, and it's, it's always been problematic. You're um, supposed to bear your testimony. Yeah. It's the fast and testimony meeting. Bear your you're, testimony. You're, you're not eating food and you're having to endure the worst of the, <laughs> of the meetings. Um, but yeah, it, I remember it as a kid. It was always problematic. Mm. Ours was uh, Sister Smith would get up. Oh, yeah. Every word's got one. It, I mean, I, I remember stories about her screen door, uh-huh. right, of her home teacher showing up right right when she just couldn't handle things anymore, of somebody showing up and, like, mowing her lawn. Yeah. It's it was, she, she, she said she talked about anything and everything except for the things that the church want her to talk about. And in subsequent years, they've they've, like, developed little um, sort of guidelines, guidelines and advice for, like, you should talk about. You know, mention Jesus, mention mm-hmm. Joseph Smith, mention the Book of Mormon, the gospel, uh, the gospel, the res- the living prophet. And by the way, this isn't these aren't things that you believe. Right. These are things that you know. Right. I know the church is oh, true. Right. And I know that Joseph Smith was a real prophet. Right. And I I and it always starts with the same phrase. I'd like to bear my testimony. I know the church is true. Yeah. I so. Know that- Gordon Monson or whoever right. is a true prophet. Gordon W. Monson. 
Uh, here's the thing. Uh, so, yeah, anybody can walk up. You can even be visiting a ward that you're not part of. And you could go up. And you could go up and you can sort right. of have some mic time and just uh, just say. And often people will relay some faith-affirming thing oh, that yeah. happened to them over the week. Well, they, they, you know, especially a, a traveler might tell a story about how their gas tank was almost empty. And, and they prayed and they got to the gas station. The Lord got us. Oh, got good Lord. There. It's amazing. Um, you know, I would be ungrateful if I didn't get up and bear my testimony. <laughs> yeah. Today. Anyway, so what some people have been doing is uh, posting videos, uh, having themselves filmed, going up to the podium during open mic and saying something that is not in line with the church. Yeah. So people have been getting up and telling uh, how uh, they've lost their faith, <laughs> right? They've uh, sh shared stories about a little document we've talked about on the show, the CES letter. Um, and they'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, the And uh, invariably, mics get cut. Yeah. Bishop stands up. They're asked, asked the person to leave. They're asked to leave. Whatever. And that actually, frankly... I don't know. Like, there's there's a level at which this is just a dick move to do. Like, yeah. you're, you're in their place, you know. But you're speaking your truth. But you're speaking your truth, and it's about them, and they have been lying to you from that pulpit for a long time. You might as well just tell them the truth one time. But you you need to understand, ladies and gentlemen at home, <laughs> listening on your various <laughs> devices, wherever you are, in your car. Right. You need to understand the magnitude of how this would feel when you're at church. The level of butt clenching. This is not done, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Like ah. you this is like I mean I can't, I can't even I can't fathom what it must have been like. Yeah, I mean and I think entire pews were probably destroyed, sucked up into as, as, as people's butts <laughs> clenched tighter than they've ever done before because Mormons are if nothing else are a people of decorum. Oh, yeah. They are not a rowdy bunch. No. Uh, so the most recent one, uh, yeah. the thing that sort of brought all this to a head for us, uh, was a woman that we have reported on in the past. Yeah. Uh, named McKenna Denson. Exactly. Yep. Who, uh, who we talked about her because she came forth, forward as someone who had been raped mm -hmm. by a man in authority... Mm -hmm. At the at the LDS Missionary Training Center. Yeah, he was actually the president of the MTC, which was a which is a a, a place of high authority within mm -hmm. the church and a very important guy. And he had apparently been doing this a lot. And she got him on tape, admitting that he did a bunch of shit, and then not remembering her specifically, which oh. feels like insult and injury both. Yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, and, but he totally admitted it, and then the church 100% knew about it and had shuffled it under the table, had, had hidden yeah. it away. Uh, you know, this was all under, you know, the uh, the jurisdiction of the, poli the police force that was in charge of this, since this was on BYU's campus, yep. was BYU... The Brigham Young University's police force, yep. and they, under current rules, don't have to disclose their files to the public, even though they count as actual police. Well, kind of, sort of. They are they they are um, 
claiming that they don't have to. Right. Uh, there's an ongoing um, sort of court. Um, well, the mo- in the most recent uh, court decision on the issue, they were told that they are subject to open um, documents laws. Right. Right. Um, however, they are appealing that decision. They're just going to keep appealing it. They've been right. told repeatedly that they are subject to these laws. They don't want to have to burn the documents if they don't have to. <laughs> So, well, anyway, so anyway, McKenna McK- Denson went. Uh, do you want to you want to take the story from here? Well, I mean, at at this point, uh, McKenna Denson, uh, there's there's this footage. She's not able to sue him, by the way, because the statute of limitations is long past. Exactly. So she has uh, this last weekend. She traveled to um, his home ward to her rapist's. Home ward. She went to a. She went to a different state. He lives in yeah. Arizona. She lives in Colorado. I think yeah, that's correct. And during fast and testimony meeting, she gets up and she starts off. I I don't have the words that she said right in front of me, but she starts talking about um, accountability. Right, I believe, and yeah, uh, in the, within the church, within the church. And then she says that she's up there saying this because the sort of her attacker, her rapist lives amongst them and yeah. goes to church amongst them. And she mentions him by name. She says, and I, it is wild. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you have? I, well, I just have a quote here. Yeah. So okay, she's, yeah. She says the first presidency, meaning uh, the, the, high, the highest ups in the church, mm-hmm. the first presidency and the quorum of the 12 apostles are covering a sexual predator that lives in your ward. Yeah. His name is Joseph Bishop. He was the MTC president in 1984 when he raped me in the basement of the MTC. Yeah. And, well, boy, howdy, the bishop gets up. I assume the bishop. The bishop yeah. or the first, one of the members of the bishopric yeah. um, gets up, asks her to sit down. She's like, no, I've still got things to say. Yeah. And, uh, and should, we play, should we play the audio, Dan? We could play some of it. Let's play a clip. Let's here. Here's a clip, guys. What do you want to play? I don't know. I say the part where it's her standing up for herself, because that's where it gets really. She says, "No, no, I have more to say. In order mm-hmm. to keep the church safe, we need to hold sexual predators." She said, yeah. and all the stuff about this is assault. Yeah, okay. I think end at this is assault. Okay. To be clear, uh, guys, what was happening was that. Uh, Mormon men don't know that they're not allowed to just grab people <laughs> yeah. uh, because they have authority. Yeah. So, so uh, the bishop was, uh, were, I, not not violently, the, but was the, was, yeah. was 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 grabbing her arm to try and shuffle her uh, to push her off mm-hmm. the uh, from, away from the podium. Right, uh, and it's open mic night. That's just bad form. Well, yeah. It, what you what you need is one of those long canes. <laughs> With the, the, the shepherd's crook. And a little boo meter. Yeah, exactly. Boo! Yeah, exactly. Boo! Guy comes on with a push broom to <laughs> sweep her away. That's what you need. These Mormons are not prepared for these situations, people. Well, I, let me tell you right now, they are strategizing downtown yeah. about how to be prepared. Because they've got to figure something out now. Yeah. Because this is happening a lot. Uh, the church actually, uh, I, I mentioned that, that I have a little screen grab. Um, yeah, they have this a, is, this a is statement. This is a part of, a, of their statement on this. It's, and really, this statement should be the, the end of this, the conversation. 
They've done a really good job. They they really reached out. They, mm. You can tell it's from the heart. Oh, absolutely. It says, it is disappointing that anyone would interrupt such a worship service to bring attention to their own personal cause. Recording and posting of these disruptions on social media to seek public attention and media coverage, sadly, shows an unfortunate lack of respect for others. We, res- we respectfully request that those with personal grievances find other means to communicate their messages than disrupting the sanctity of a worship service. First of all, calling that a worship service <laughs> is, pro- is the first real problem. If you've ever There's- been to one... <laughs> I just love. I love the, the find other means. Yeah. Can we suggest smoke signals? Yeah. How about uh, oh. t- uh, semaphore? They they they. It, it is. It's disgusting. Find other means. Yeah. Could you provide us with a list of acceptable means to raise grievances against a church that refuses to have grievances brought up about right. it? That won't acknowledge our existence at all. Can you? Can you? There. Fuck you. Yeah. There, well, there is no. There is no acceptable means to express your grievances about the LDS church. Well, here's the thing. They will just simply excommunicate you as they are in the process of doing. And by the time this is posted, probably will have already done um, Sam Young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. They're just attention whores. They're (laughs) just trying to get all that attention, trying to get some media coverage. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because everybody possibly have really been wronged. No, well, you know. everybody knows how great your life is when you're a when you are a famous per- victim of rape. <laughs> it's uh, it just yeah. boy, the, the, you know the uh, the yeah. endorsement offers come rolling in, and the uh, oh, and yeah. you're just you're living great at yeah. that point. Yeah. She's not giving up anything to do this. Good lord, this is a uh, this. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where. I, she's feeling, she's outraged because, mm-hmm. you know, the same thing that's happening in all the churches, all the churches cover up their, their rapists, their oh, yeah. molesters, their abusers. They all do it. Yeah. They all have it and they all do it. Yeah. Not all of them are as good as the Catholics at it. Right. Cause not all of them require their clergy to frustrate themselves sexually to the point of insanity. Yeah. But uh, they all got it, <laughs> and uh, and then and all you have to do—it's so funny because it's actually a pretty easy thing to deal with. Mm-hmm. You just the second you hear about it, you hang them out to dry. Yes, they're not yours anymore. Yeah, you're—it's so how, easy. How is this hard? This is not how is hard. It that church after church after church fails to understand. The, the right way to to, to do this. Yeah. The, the, the way that like, they must distance themselves. Oh, that person touched a child. Well, let's get them away from kids until, until the, until the, the secular world sorts it out. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Ta-da. You're taking responsibility for the safety of your members. Yeah. Wow. That's so hard. Yeah. But, as all organizations do, they protect the organization at all costs. Yeah, and and they're more interested in how it would make them look to have an abuser, right? Than interested in how it would make them look to properly deal with an abuser, right? So there you go. Uh, I guess uh, the it's ongoing, but shots fired. Holy cow! 
yeah, I'm 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 curious to see how where this goes because a I I, I they had the the footage from multiple angles and that might have been just to make sure that they had one yeah in case one camera got shut down or whatever but well yeah they definitely placed people the you know she went in there and she was ready and they had people in multiple places in the, in the room in the chapel uh-huh and they actually show one of the, like an angry ward member lady putting her hand over the, yeah, one the, of the covering the, the 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 device yeah. so that it, it's not recording anymore but they had multiple angles so it wasn't a problem yeah uh there you go uh the natives are restless yeah they're not they're not standing for it anymore it's really interesting i mean they're they're disrupting yeah and 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 i it feels so wildly different mm. than the the church that i grew up in yeah right yeah like, like they're, they're, they're nobody would have dared right no speak out in these ways in church no mate you what you go home you'd stop going to church and you start a small rumor in your neighborhood yeah like a person like a like a respectful person <laughs> you go and you just and you deal with your own problems and you get shunned by the rest of the neighborhood. And yeah. that's that. That's the end of it. But no, that's not what's happening anymore. People oh are God. people are getting Whew. They're they're launching. Good lord. All right. Well, well you know what's what would be interesting? I'd love to hear if anybody's seeing similar trends in their former religions, I'd love to hear from you guys. Especially um, like the J dubs. Yeah, I, well, you know, J dubs are basically Mormons without Christmas. It's the same <laughs> basic concept. Um, anyway, uh, you may feel free to write into us. Uh, podcast at thankautomatheist.com. Uh, or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page again. Facebook.com slash Atheist. And while on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge or request to join. You can also find us on Reddit. Reddit.com slash r slash Atheist. Yeah. And uh, become a member of that growing community. Hey, uh... We, we didn't have a lot of time uh, to... We, we had to skip a few things, but we definitely want to thank our, our patrons so much for all of yeah, your help. Thank you, guys. Uh, keeping this show alive, uh, especially well, two, two specific patrons. Two very specific people. Uh, we have our uh, emeritus... Or, I'm sorry, our Lord and Savior emeritus. Yeah. Angela. Yes. Um, and we have our current Lord and Savior... Jenny! Oh, I like that. That's pretty good. All right. All right. Um, uh, thanks also go to Mackenzie for all of her hard work on the Facebook page and to Sarah, Danny, and uh, 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 Amy for their work on the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club and Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And thank all of you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all. Bye,